Are you someone who has created an online course, you might have done a few launches and you're a little bit disappointed with the results from that second, third and consecutive launches? If that's you, then you definitely need to listen in today because today I'm talking about exactly why this is and what you can do about it. Welcome to the Lou Blakely Show. You're in the right place if you're a service provider who is ready to transition into a more freedom-based business model with digital products. In this podcast, I share with you a unique combination of launch strategy, energetics, and mindset to create true, long-lasting success. It's time to ditch the burnout for good, create the business that you truly want, and share it with the world. Let's get started. Welcome to the latest episode of The Lou Blakely Show. I am so happy to be back. I took a bit of a break from the podcast over the last few weeks to move house. It's a bit of an epic adventure, a lot of hard work, and I'm actually really happy that that mission is over. The houses are unpacked, I'm settling in, and I'm really excited to dive back into the podcast headfirst. So for the rest of December, I've got some amazing episodes coming out and I'll be doing two episodes a week for the rest of December. So make sure you tune in for that. And yeah, let's get into today's episode. I feel like this is a really, really important episode because a lot of people can kind of go to the effort of creating their online course, getting it out into the world, launching it, getting customers And then it's the second or third launch quite often that can trip people up. And we don't want that. Okay, so that's what this podcast is all about, this episode. Um, I just want you to know if this is you, that it's actually really common. And it's also the point where a lot of people give up. And I truly believe that anyone can have massive success with an online course-based business. The ones that do and have that, those amazing results that you hear about are truly the ones who didn't give up. Okay, There's, everyone's going to have challenges and ups and downs with this business model, as any business model, but I think the kind of results that you can get, the lifestyle you can gain if you stick at it and work through this point is amazing. You've just got to keep at it. Okay, So no shame if this is you. As I said, it's really common. And kind of like, I just want to walk through kind of how I see those first few launches going. Um, So with the first launch, you kind of validating your offer, especially if you're pre-selling your course or even if you've already created it, which I do not recommend. Um, But if you have created the actual course and then you're trying to sell it that first launch, it's really about validating the course and seeing if people are prepared to actually spend money on it. And, you know, it's the same if you're pre-selling it, which is, if you've listened to any of my other episodes, that is the uh, strategy that I recommend for many reasons. Um, So, again, you're putting it out there, putting your offer out there, putting it in front of people and seeing what the interest is, seeing if people are willing to pay for it, which we call like validating, right? Validating means checking that people are actually going to go to the effort of buying your course. So what happens quite often in this first course is 
Well, I mean, it depends on how big your audience is. Most people who are service providers who have been done for you in one-on-one coaching usually have been operating mainly off word of mouth or referral marketing. They don't have a large audience a lot of the time. So what can happen is if you come in with a smaller audience, the people that you do actually have in your audience already know you, they like you, they trust you. And a lot of them have been interested in working with you potentially for a while now, but maybe not at this kind of accessible level with your online course. So you're going to naturally attract a lot of those people that you already know and they already know you in that first launch. And that can sometimes, I mean, yes, it can validate our course and show that there is a need for it. People are willing to pay for it. But it will quite often kind of get all of those people in your warm audience, the people who are like, even in your hot audience, like they already want to work with you. And then they buy in that first round. And then you can be like, oh my God, I'm onto a winner. This is amazing. And um, you think, well, the next launch is going to be the same plus more. And then the launch after that obviously is going to be the same plus more. Okay, so then you go to work, you create the course. You deliver it to those first students. You validated your course. All is amazing. And then what can sometimes happen is then you're like, right, I'm just going to rinse and repeat the launch process. I'm going to go into that second launch um, feeling really confident. And this is where the expectations start to creep in, right? Like expectations are not a great thing when it comes to online course launching. Um, In fact, I, I think that expectations when it comes to online courses are kind of why why most people um, don't like launching. Or you know how you kind of hear that, I'm so sick of launching, all of that kind of stuff. It is a mismatch between expectations and results. So often with a second launch, there's an assumption that you're just going to automatically have way more people buy than the first launch because the offer is validated You and you have more time generally in the second launch to focus on the actual launch and maybe do those things that you wanted to do in the first launch but you didn't have time for. Um, because you've now created the course, you've done launching once, you've done a launch once, you kind of like perfecting your system. And also I think we just expect more the second time around as well because we are given the impression or expectation that each launch is going to be bigger than the last one. Like I think somewhere along the line we've all had this ingrained into us. Okay, so regardless of results from then, whether you, no matter what the results from that launch, you can go into the third launch because, you know, obviously you've got two launches behind you at this point. You're getting more confident. And, you know, if you did make more in that second launch, then you're probably just going to repeat the process. And again, expect this third launch to outpace the second launch and the first launch. So, you know, we do have this expectation that each launch is going to get bigger. So, I mean, of course you're going to expect this. Um, But the problem is that if it isn't, if the second launch isn't bigger than the first and the third launch isn't bigger than the second, this is often where I see people give up and drop out, go back to one-on-one clients, which they really don't enjoy or, you know, can't scale because it's like money for hours type thing. But, you know, it can feel safe because it's consistent revenue. You know that you can get that work right. And even though you don't like it, it's burning you out. It can be an easy trap to keep falling into. But here's the thing, like, 
As I said before, I truly believe that anyone can have huge success with an online course that people want that's profitable, that kind of thing, um, that people that solves a problem for people. Um, anyone can achieve success, but the difference between those who make it and those who launch a couple of times and then don't launch again is one simple thing, and that is people who don't make it simply give up too early. So... I just want to talk about why is this happening? Why have you launched once, had really good feedback, you validated it, like beyond validated it, you got like lots of people signing up or, you know, like way more than what you expected. It was fully worth it. And then um, kind of launch maybe once more, twice more, and you just were not overwhelmed with the results. So firstly, it's quite normal, but it's definitely time to change some things up if this is you. And in the meantime, as I said, it's about giving up too early. Don't give up. So the reason this happens in the first place is because this there's this mentality with launching that you do a launch, then you rest and you do nothing, then you launch again, then you rest again, then you launch again, you rest again, and so on. So often you're just rinsing and repeating the same launch system which is actually fine. That's not actually the problem here. Um, but what we're kind of seeing is a real peak and trough-like cycle going on here where it's like you do a launch, then maybe you're like, oh my God, that was so full on. Then you go off the radar. Then you do the launch again and then go off the radar. This is what is kind of taught quite a lot too. And obviously launches can take quite a lot of energy when you first start to do them. But just a newsflash on that one, the more you launch, the better you get, the more you start to add your own flair and you do get better at actually launching like it is a skill. And especially if you're a service provider, launching is a lot more marketing than probably what you've been doing day to day. If, like if I say, like I said before, like if you get your customers from word of mouth and referrals, you don't have to do that much marketing. Um, I remember when I was a service provider, at one point I didn't even have a website Actually, for about 18 months, I didn't have a website. Um, I got all my clients through my network. I literally hardly ever posted social media, didn't have a website, and was making over six figures a year. So um, you can kind of get away with having no audience. By the way, I don't recommend that. <laughs> but you can do it um, in a kind of like service providing business, but that's not the case with launches. But my point here is that the feast or famine approach, the peak and trough kind of pattern to launching and then going off the radar, where you're all on and then all off, is what is actually causing your second, third, and possibly subsequent launches after that to flop, or the results stay the same, or you're not improving, or they're actually even going down. Now, if you even get this far, because as I said, too many people give up at this point. So what can you do instead? So this is the reason why it's happening. It's because you're going all in on your launches and then you're going off, going back to normality, normal life, normal clients, all that kind of stuff. And then you're going back into a launch, that kind of thing. So here's what to do instead. Understand that it's not an all in or all out scenario. How about if you like reframe launching as an ongoing marketing plan? So don't put all that effort into your launch just to disappear afterwards. Go off the grid and lose touch with your audience. Make sure you've got regular marketing activities that you can tap into each week. 
This is going to make that next launch that much better. And when I talk about marketing activities, I'm not talking about sending an email and posting three times on social media. I'm actually talking about marketing activities that are strategically aligned with your next launch. Okay, so the next way that you can move away from this like peak and trough model is focus on growing your audience in between each launch. Like this is essential. So, and when I'm talking about audience, I am specifically talking about your email list. So the people on your email list are the people that are most likely to buy from you. And in between launches is the perfect time to actively be attracting more people into your world and nurture those people too. So that's really important. So quite often what I see is uh, even with ad spend, like spending lots of money on Facebook ads and then not even bothering to email the people once a week or keep in touch with them. Like if you're spending all of that money, do everything you can to engage with these people, to make them part of your world, to actually welcome them in. And, um, you know, there's so many different ways that you can do this. And I think this is really, really important um, because if we don't do this, like if you if you think you start off with an audience of like a thousand people and you offer your first course that first time, your conversion rates probably, and you know, these, these people are warm, they know you, they like you, all of that stuff, and you sell your course to them, probably going to get quite a decent conversion rate. And, but then the next time you launch to these people, if they, if that number hasn't increased, and there's not more people coming into your world, then the second time you may get the people who looked at it the first time and weren't ready to buy for whatever reason, they're ready to buy now, but you don't have those really hot people anymore because they've already bought your program. So you need to be adding more and more people to your email list in between launches because how you've got to have new people to market to all of the time. Now, another way um, or what you can do instead of just bailing out after a few launches is get really clear on your launch numbers from your launch debrief, which I highly recommend doing after every single launch. Take feedback from those who didn't buy. So make sure you've got some kind of follow up, whether it's just an email or a survey and ask people if they were considering buying, but they didn't buy. Use that opportunity to ask them some questions And then like take all of this data from the debrief, like the numbers that you get out of your debrief and the feedback and use this, actually use this information to improve your next launch. So often people do a launch, don't get the result they need, so they give up. But there's so much data that people are giving you, whether it's through your stats that you can track in your launch debrief or simply by asking people who didn't purchase why they didn't buy. So dive into this and instead of seeing it as a personal insult which you know we're all human sometimes we do this and it can hurt our ego a little bit look at it from the perspective of how can I use this info to really dial this in now you've got to use um, discernment here like sometimes feedback's just going to be way off and you're going to be able to read between the lines and be like I wouldn't want to work with this person anyway but take the good feedback that you get and actually like by good I mean actually the feedback that's useful and valid and valuable and then actually use what you learn to dial in your next launch to make it even better because yes we get a rinse and repeat system with launching but we actually get to improve that rinse and repeat system every single time we launch 
Um, And now this is especially potent in one particular area, and that is in the area of messaging. I believe that as a marketer or, you know, a business owner in general, that we consistently need to be up-leveling our messaging as we get to know our audience better and better. So it's a constant process. You should be getting more dialed in with your messaging every single launch so that your course starts becoming more attractive. And what I mean by messaging, it's like the way you position and communicate your offer, your course, your pre-launch, all your social media posts, all that kind of stuff. Your messaging is what will attract your ideal client to you because they know that you're speaking directly to them. It's how you convey to people that you understand their problem, that you get them, all of that kind of stuff. So your messaging is actually probably one of the most important kind of ingredients when it comes to like the formula for launching an online course. Okay, so keep dialing that in with every single launch. You will get to know your customers so much better, you know, through your students that you're actually taking through the program. Use all of that data and information to keep improving, refining, and getting better at marketing your product. And also, um, another thing that you can do to kind of move away from this, all the launches the same, same, to really start to monitor and notice how your customers are going inside your program. So take note of how people are finding the program itself, if they're making progress, are they finishing, where are they getting stuck, It's normal for courses to be completely hands-off and it depends on your offer. Sometimes you, some people offer weekly calls and it really is a personal preference. But here's one thing that I know for sure is that if you can improve your product to the point it's creating huge change for your students, they're getting the results that they wanted and their problems are being solved, they are going to become the biggest advocates for you This is really important, right? And I think it's skipped over way too much. Um, I know, I'm not quite sure of the current stats, but I know the results or, um, sorry, the data around how many people actually complete an online course is pretty low, like around 5 to 15%. So how can you actually improve this? Like, do you want that standard to be your standard? I don't think so. Like, how can we actually engage the people in our program to get them to that next lesson, to get them to the next module so that they can actually work through to get the final result? And it's not to say that they actually have to do every single part of your course, because sometimes some people can kind of skip through, grab the bits that they need and then get the result anyway. So it's not really about that, but it's about getting them the result that they signed up for. If you can get them that result, then they're going to become your biggest advocates. And word of mouth, as we know, is the cheapest form of marketing there is and a really effective one. So how can you build in more ways to get them through the program to keep your students engaged right to the end so that they get that result. Like I think sometimes the marketing is vital, like there's no doubt about it, but what experience are we offering? How can we get the best results for our clients? Um, Sometimes that means that we need to actually go and tweak the course material um, after we've created it. Like I would say really when I'm talking about this whole process of 
you know, one to three launches, you're on your third launch and a lot of people give up. The best way around this really is to have the expectation it's going to take you like 12 months to get this really dialed in, without a doubt. It's not a one launch wonder and, you know, there is tweaking, improving that's going to have to happen, right? Um, So I think that's really important to note. Like there's no such thing as just like set it up and forget it. Okay. Now, the next way that you can kind of like stop yourself from getting in this process where every single launch is the same, and hopefully I've given you some really good um, solutions here so far, but the next one is as you get better at launching, really start to make it your own. So think of ways that you can add your own spin to your launches, ways to create more engagement with your audience, fill the gaps. Um, in terms of, you know, like what's missing from the program that's maybe stopping them from getting the result, all of that stuff. Um, If you're fearing your launches, adding your own spin so that you can learn to love the process of launching can be the thing that, you know, keeps you going. It does take time and experience to get to this point, but if you just keep on at it before you know it, you'll be a launching pro. There's a lot of talk online about launching with flow, launching with your intuition, all that kind of stuff. And that is great. But these people that are launching with flow and using their intuition to guide them and all that kind of stuff, they are experienced at launching. They've no doubt been through, you know, learning to launch and what actually works, the psychology that you need in a launch for it to convert, that kind of stuff. And then like, You take the experience that you've learned through launching and then you bring in all of those elements where you really make it your own. So I'm here to encourage you to start doing that. If you've done three launches and you've got the basic stuff down in terms of how to structure a launch, what goes where, what kind of content you need to share and all of that kind of stuff, it really is time to start making it your own. And... um. You know, I think this just goes to show like it is really a process of learning to launch like it is a skill and keeping at it because before you know it, if you keep doing it, before you know it, you're actually going to be a launching pro. So hopefully those ways to get out of kind of that launching funk where they're not growing within the first few launches, hopefully um, those suggestions really help you. I hope there's something that you can try there. So just to recap, you need to understand that it's not an all-in or all-out scenario where you're just like this peak and trough model where you're like all-on or all-out. Definitely look at ways that you can go through that cycle of actually putting in important work in between your launches that are actually priming your audience for your next launch. And that pulls me on to my next point which was focus on growing your audience in between each launch particularly your email list so look at ways you can do that and the third thing is get really clear on your numbers from your debrief and also take feedback from those who were considering buying but didn't buy and use this to improve your next launch the next one is see how your customers are going inside your program and look at ways that you could potentially improve your program And lastly, as you get better at launching, start to make it your own. 
So if you need help improving your launches and you really crave that one-on-one support and you value mentorship, then I'm opening up spaces for my private coaching for 2023. Now, these spaces are extremely limited as next year the focus for me is on my group programs. So reach out now to secure your spot. Private coaching is the highest level of support that I offer and it's for those of you who are determined to make this business model work, you value the VIP experience and you've got big ambitions to scale up your online course business. So if you're interested in that, just pop over to louiseblakely.com and head to the work with me section, you can find out all the details there. Now, if you had any aha moments during this episode, then let me know, send me a DM on Instagram at Blakely underscore. Thanks for listening to this episode and stay tuned for my next episode coming out this Thursday. Thanks course creators and go-getters, you're incredible and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. If you'd like to find out more about what I offer, head across to lewblakely.com. See you next time.